2: everyone, and welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer-Azraland. I know I originally had a different topic on the schedule for this episode, but that will be pushed to next week because of an incident that has been big in the news and all over social media, and that is the story about Brock Turner, I felt it was very important that I share some tips about teaching our kids about consent. This is one of those topics that I was referring to when I shared back in the intro episode that we would cover it all. Now, as a warning, while the words I use will be clean, no profanity, no vulgarity, I will be touching on ways to talk with kids about sex and sexuality. I will be using proper anatomical terms for body parts and discussing how to teach your kids about sexual consent and boundaries. So if this is something that you prefer to share with your kids in your own words, feelings, values, and time, and your kids are around now, then you may want to listen to this another time when they're not around. If you're not aware of the details of the case I mentioned earlier, you can search Brock Turner on Google as I don't want to share anything alarming for those who might still be listening with their kids in the immediate area. I will say there were two witnesses who saw the crime, stopped the perpetrator, and held him until police arrived. He was convicted on three counts. The only personal thought I will share on this entire case is my grave disappointment in the complete lack of empathy and understanding about the gravity of his crime and its effect on the victim by both the perpetrator, but even more, especially by his father. We parents pass on our attitudes about sex, gender roles, gender value, and how we treat other people overall. But in addition to leading by example, it is imperative that when we discuss topics with our kids about sex, sexuality, and intercourse, that the topic of consent be a very important piece of these conversations. I know talking openly about sex with kids is not most people's strong suit. While this episode will not cover that topic in depth, I will touch on it as it relates to consent and then cover it in a later episode. But first, there are a couple of key areas that I need to touch on, and these are entitlement and helping children understand boundaries, both physical and emotional boundaries set down by others, and how and why to respect those. These are important foundational pieces to have in order for everyone to have an understanding of and appreciation for consent. So I'm going to talk about entitlement for a moment. Entitlement is that belief that one deserves whatever they want the moment they want it, or that they deserve something they have not earned. A sense of entitlement can play a big role in rape. Without the idea that one deserves what one hasn't been given permission to have, It would not occur. And parenting style greatly affects one's development of this attitude of entitlement. And unfortunately, the most common parenting style today is one that tends to lead to an inflated sense of entitlement. So if you are concerned about this outcome in your family or that your kids may have an inflated sense of entitlement, it's important to get that in check. We do this with discipline. Now, discipline does not mean punishment. It actually comes from the Latin word, disciplina, which is also where the word disciple comes from. And it means to guide, teach, or coach. The Intro to Discipline class on our site talks about parenting styles and their outcomes, and all of our discipline classes teach methods of discipline that build mutual respect, cooperation, and a strong sense of responsibility while also strengthening relationships. So to learn about all of our discipline classes available, you can go to yourvillageonline.com and click on the discipline drop down. You can also listen to the episode we have on respect that gives some tips on how to teach and expect respectful behavior from your children and in your family. The next big piece that needs to be in place is an understanding of boundaries, what they are, how to listen to others when they set boundaries, and why it's important to respect those boundaries. And this, just like solid discipline, starts early. I will go through a list of several things parents can do to teach respectful boundaries and consent at different ages. This first list is a list of things you can start teaching as early as two, and it's a good solid list of skills and rules for preschool kids ages two to five. Teach the rule that don't, stop, and no are words that need to be honored. So the rule is this. If someone tells you no, don't, or stop. You need to stop whatever you are doing immediately, whether it's teasing, getting in their personal space, splashing them, squirting them with a water gun. You can start coaching this lesson very early, right around two. You could say something like, Brandon just told you to stop. When someone says stop, you need to stop what you're doing immediately. Now this will take time. So just keep working on it. Keep reminding and coaching. Three to four year olds may be able to stop immediately with a reminder. By five, expect kids to stop with a reminder. And by seven, expect they know and respect this rule. Now, we have been using and enforcing this rule in our home since our kids were about two, and they are now five five, and seven, and while they've all gotten a lot better at it and follow it pretty well, they all still need reminding from time to time. Now there's also the other side to this, and that is teaching our kids that it's okay for them to set their own boundaries, even with relatives, meaning if they don't want to be hugged, kissed, or touched, they get to say so. They get to be the boss over their own body. When we blow over this thinking, well, my intentions are pure, it still sends a message that they don't get to set boundaries around their own bodies. It blurs the lines for them about when they should or shouldn't be allowed to say they don't want to be touched. Your child always gets to say when he or she doesn't want to be touched. So if grandma wants a hug or Aunt Eunice wants to grab cheeks and your child isn't in the mood. As hard as it can be, it's our job to advocate for our children and let the other adult know that our child is not interested right now. As an adult and a mom of a son, both with ADHD, I know navigating the expectations of life with ADHD can be a challenge, but finding the right care and proper tools needed to succeed can be life-changing. With the right resources, you can turn your ADHD into your superpower. Dunn is an online ADHD care platform that can get you all the resources you need to help manage your ADHD. Online visits, refills, and a 24/7 care team made for you. Starting to take care of your ADHD is as easy as one, taking a one minute free assessment to see if Dunn can help. Two, booking an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as today or tomorrow. Three, start receiving ongoing care. Enjoy online visits, personalized treatment plan, worry free refills, and 24 7 care. Take a free one minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, insurance coverage, and 24 7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co pays as low as $0. Unlock your path to better focus now at Get www.donefirst.com slash podcast done turn your adhd into your strength this episode is sponsored by by heart by heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple make the best formula in the world using the latest in breast milk science Also, teach your kids to ask permission for any physical contact with a friend. You could say, it looks like you'd like to give Emma a hug. Okay, let's ask her if it's okay. Teach about emotions. Teaching children about emotions and giving them language for their emotions first helps them connect to their own feelings, but then also recognizes emotions in others. The first step to this is labeling the emotion for your child when you see that she is feeling upset. These are some examples. You're angry that the dog just ate your cracker. You are mad that the block tower fell over. You're frustrated that I said no to the cookie before dinner. This helps your child connect the feeling she is having with the language, and she will soon be able to express her feelings in words. I share a lot of other ways to teach about and develop emotion skills in the class on tantrums, which is available now at our site, yourvillageonline.com. I also will cover this topic in our class, Your Developing Toddler, which is coming soon. Also, teach empathy. This is a big piece and a big job, and there's a lot to it. But it's also an extremely important piece when it comes to preventing rape and other personal violations. Someone with a strong sense of empathy will not be violating another person in any such manner. And I go into deeper detail into this also in the class on your developing toddler. So if you want to be alerted when that class comes out, be sure to sign up for our newsletter at yourvillageonline.com contact. But in general, explain to your child how his actions affect others. How grabbing the toy from his friend made his friend sad. Also, never force apologies. I know that's hard, but forcing apologies doesn't give your child the chance to develop his or her own internal sense of empathy. Explain how the other child feels. Ask your child how he would feel if someone did that to him. Then ask if he would like to say he's sorry. Would you like to say you're sorry to David for grabbing the toy? If he says no, don't force it. I know that's hard, but forcing apologies just builds resentment. Forcing apologies just builds resentment. So be patient and allow your child time to develop his or her own internal sense of empathy. And the apologies will follow naturally in their time. For elementary age kids, ages 5 to 10, you want to keep coaching and doing the things I shared for preschoolers in age-appropriate ways but also you can teach and discuss more about how their behavior affects other people in broader terms. If they play a joke by scaring a friend and the friend didn't think it was funny, or you can talk about leaving a backpack right in front of the door where someone can trip. You can also talk about how good behavior affects others in positive ways, like helping a friend out or pitching in around the house. When your child asks questions about how babies are made, Answer their questions honestly, and be sure to remark about consent, making it as much a piece of the equation as the mechanics and any other family values that you feel need to be in place. So for instance, my five-year-old daughter asked me a couple of weeks ago, how babies get inside mommies. So you would say something like, when two people love each other, or two people are married, whatever your values are, and decide they want to make a baby, the man puts his penis inside the lady's vagina. Now, how and when to share how much information is too broad of a topic for this episode, so I will add an episode about this in the future, as well as a class on the website. But for now, just know that the rule of thumb is to answer what they ask. You don't need to go into deeper detail or elaborate, but don't gloss over it either. Answer honestly and straightforward without shame. Don't use silly names for sexual organs, either when discussing the mechanics of intercourse or when discussing your own child's body parts. This creates an air of secrecy and shame, so always use the correct anatomical terms. Did you wash your penis? Did you wash your vagina? When it comes to questions about sex, if you aren't sure how to answer something, let your child know. You could say, That's a great question, and I'm not sure of the full correct answer. So let me find out, and we can talk about this more after dinner. Don't put it off just because you're uncomfortable and hope he forgets. You want to be the one your child comes to with these questions. You want to keep the lines of communication open, especially around sex and sexuality. So as uncomfortable as it may be at first, just do it. It does get easier with practice. Now, for middle school, high school, and young adults, don't press or pry about romantic relationships or interests. If it seems like a friendship is turning into a crush or a romantic interest, no need to mention it. If your child wants to share, she will. Be open to answering questions if she does ask, but never push or pry. If you have followed all the guidelines up to this point, good discipline that teaches and instills respect for self and others, taught emotion skills and empathy and respecting boundaries and have educated your child on sex, both the mechanics and pleasurable aspects, then you've laid a strong foundation. So now in these middle school, high school ages is when the talks about sexual consent and exactly what it means and why it's important need to be added to the conversation. Share what sexual consent is. It is getting permission from the other person before engaging in any sexual contact, hugging, touching, kissing, and of course, intercourse. Teach that only yes means yes. No answer does not mean yes. It means I'm thinking about it or I'm not sure. That's a no for right now. Ask your child how he or she would know if someone was ready to be touched or kissed. What would he or she do if someone pulled away or said no? How would he feel? If you hear your child or a group of his or her friends objectifying another, step in and share your values. That people are more than just sexual objects. That while he or she may be hot or sexy, that he or she also has skills and attributes beyond their looks. Coach boys on what it means to be a good man, what it means to respect others, In a dating situation. Talk about rape and consent as it relates to partying and drinking or drugs, that no one can consent to sex who is too drunk or unconscious and this is illegal and can get you into a lot of trouble and frankly ruin your life. Ask lots of questions. If you've had a lot to drink, how will you know it's okay to kiss or touch someone? What if the other person has had a lot to drink? Also, teach your kids to step in and protect another if they are too inebriated and look to be trying to fend someone off. Teach your children that the responsibility is always on the perpetrator and never the victim to prevent the assault. I know this is a pretty heavy topic, but it's a very, very important one. We never want our children to be the victim of sexual assault. And frankly, we never want our child to be the perpetrator either. If there's anything we've learned from the case in the news lately, it's that it affects lives deeply and changes them forever. In our next episode, I will get back to the more lighthearted topic of sharing some tips for traveling with kids as we head into the summer travel season here in the Northern hemisphere, be it by train, plane, or car, I have tips to share to make your vacation or holiday, as they say in other parts of the world, go smoother and be more enjoyable. If you have a question, please be sure to send it to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. To see what episodes we have coming up, you can go to yourvillageonline.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode and I'll see you next time.